Tonight on the latest edition of Bee News, we look into the most recent shocking case of a bee actually touching pollen. Yeah, I saw him gather the pollen. He was basically rolling around in it. Stunned reaction from the beehive, which placed a moratorium on touching pollen many years ago, was not slow in coming. He put his feet right there on the stamen. He was essentially rubbing himself up and down on the sex organs of the flower. I just can't believe it. This dirty dog, that he would do that. And, and that he would act that way. He shouldn't be allowed in the community. We need to bring back the death penalty for bees like him. Who does he think he is touching pollen? That's just unnatural. What sort of sick and twisted? So sick. Well, it makes me want to vomit. Good thing he doesn't fly around this part of the hive or I'd stab him. Yeah, I've started a bee book campaign to name and shame the pollen touches like him. These innocent stamens just covered in pollens, just standing there, heavy with pollen in their innocence. I shouldn't have to go through things like this. Well, the, the dude's gone to jail now, right? Uh, so I hope he gets what's coming to him. Hope he gets stung in jail. Stung in the showers when he bends down to pick up the soap. <clears throat> hope they sting him again and again and touch him the way he touched that pollen. Oh, I hope they sting him night and day in jail hard with barbed wire on their stingers. Listen, I'm not a flower, but I like to make a statement in the defense of flowers and their sex organs. I have a deep sympathy for flowers, and having that sympathy makes me better than all my fellow bees. It means I really understand flowers better than other bees. I signed a petition in the defense of flowers once. I went on a charity walk, and I would never, ever hurt flowers. But I hope flowers read my statement in their defense and see that I'm better than other bees. I'm basically more of a friend to the flowers and their sex organs more than anyone else. Even the queen bee was affected. Listen, he lives in the same hive as me, just a few cells over. He's right near the royal jelly. My grubs play on the same street as him, and I can't have them near this filthy, with his filthy pollen-touching ways. We should lynch him. Tear him limb from limb, touching pollen. It's all his kind deserves. Once his filth is gone, the rest of us will be pure. We won't have that inside of us. Inside the hive, I mean. So, there you have it, a bee actually touching pollen. And it has caused shock and outrage throughout the hive, where pollen touching has long been banned. In unrelated news, experts reveal that thousands of videos of bees touching pollen are downloaded every day from pornographic websites. For every bee in the hive, six videos are downloaded each, every day. It seems every personal computer by every bee has been implicated. Investigations continue. We should kill him. I can't believe he thought he would get away with doing that. Touching pollen. What a sick fuck. Meanwhile, in the 3,686 days since honey production was stopped, bees continue to buzz irritably at each other for mild social inconveniences. Yeah, I think I might have to take up ceramic figurines of cats. It's clearly what I was born to do. It's what nature intended for me. Wow, this bee colony on the balcony. Oh, it's so fascinating. Jeez, I might even, I don't know, I might have to wait an extra day before spraying them all with DDT. Um, hello? <laughs> uh, hello? Hello, Clutterbuck. I'm from the Community Radio Committee of South Australia. I'm down here at the station with some of the higher-ups from Radio Adelaide. We'd like you to come down and visit. We'd like to talk about your show, The Royal Playing Hour. Oh, uh, 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 can, can, can we come next week? We'd like you to come right now. We really have something important to discuss. Damn, that, that was the radio people. Bees, pretty bees. They buzz and everyone can hear it. DM, the community radio management people are cancelling our show. And this is all you can do? Stare at bees? How reassuring. Sit in the hive. They know what they're going to do each day. Their roles are clear and their futures are all planned out for them. Ah, oh, the, the DM has dissociated himself. He can't stand that his crappy community radio show that no one listens to is about to be cancelled. I told him he, he could be a guest on Subatomic and talk about fungal spores, but, but no. Now he can't. Now he just can't face reality. He's useless. <laughs> Jim. Jim dead. <laughs> Wilma, Jim's funeral was five days ago. You've got to come out of your room. 
him right in the face. Damn it. Since Jim killed the radio Adelaide station manager in a fit of rage last week, the community radio station mafia has really come down hard on us. First, they killed Jim because he wasn't part of the management, so he didn't have the authority to shoot other contracted stuff. And now they're moving to cancel our show. And meanwhile, everyone around here is too broken up to do anything about it. You're all useless. Dancing Bear? Dancing Bear, come home. Yes, DM. It was the Dancing Bear that started it. Bleep. The retro video gaming show on Mondays at midnight stole our mascot, the Dancing Bear, claiming we had been cruel to it. And this is, this is what has set it all in motion. That's what led to Jim's confrontation with the station manager. That's what started this whole mess. Have to get the bear back from Bleep. Yes, but how, DM, how? We'll never find Tom or, or Steve from Bleep. We'll never... Hey, hey, is that Steve walking past our house right now? La, 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 la. What a lovely day. Hey, Steve. Steve from Bleep. Huh? Oh, shit. Steve, where's our bear? I have to... I can't talk now. I have to... Uh, my mother is sick and in an ambulance. I have to go visit her in hospital. Steve, wait. Our bear, you have to tell us where. Bye. Christ, I have to chase him. Run down the stairs. Run out the door out to the street. Ah, he's still there. Steve, I... Ah. Tripped over the curb. Steve, why did you steal our bear? Why? Sucker! Hello, Clutterbuck. What? Who, who are you? Jim's brother. I'm a big boy. J- Jim's brother? W- what's your name? My name's Jism. I'm Jim's brother. Jism? My name's Jism. I'm a big boy. Hey, Will. Damn. I've got to run back up the stairs. <sighs> Gee. Jeez. It's like King's Lear's cliff up here. <laughs> hey, Wilma. Look. It's Jim's retarded brother. Jism. My name's Jism. Jim's my brother. Where? Right, right beside me. No one's beside you, Clutterbuck. Sure, right here. I'm Jism. I'm Jim's brother. Stop playing games, Clutterbuck. Now's not the time to joke with me. I'm going back to bed. Oh, my God. So so Jim has a retarded brother called Jism, who only I can see. Jism, why have you chosen to appear to me and not to anyone else? I'm Jim's brother, Jism. I'm a big boy. Oh, things are, are confusing enough. Got to focus. DM! DM, I just saw Steve. Do you know anyone with a tracker dog or anything? Steve has, Steve has that distinctive manly aroma. We might be able to follow him. We might be able to get our bear back. Oh, what's the point? They're waiting for us at the radio station. Our show is cancelled anyway. One thing at a time, DM. Let's focus on the bear first. Then maybe we can take Bleep down with us. Maybe we can get my ducklings back too. They stopped my ducklings. Damn the Bleep Animal Rescue Front. Why are you always so obsessed with ducklings, Clutterbuck? I don't know. They're, I, I just... They're, I just always have been. There's something so funny, so silly, so nonsensical, no, so, so magical. What's magical about ducklings? I can't explain it. In my head, they just always seem that way ever since I was a kid. Anyway, enough about ducklings. Let's focus on finding bleep, fighting them... Getting our mascot and my ducklings back. How will we ever bring Bleep to justice? That Tom, he has 15 merit badges from the scouts. He's capable. Your one Krav Maga class won't be enough to stop him. Oh, we'll stop them, DM. How? Because I've enlisted help. A certain neighbour, a certain MMA wrestler. I am looking forward to big fun times. I am looking forward to the crossing of Bleep. This is Lance Hendricks, and I hate the role-playing hour because they smell bad and they make my cocker spaniel uncomfortable. This Steve from Bleep, I will crash him with my pelvis. But how am I to be finding this capitalist dog? He ran away, so, so we'll never find him, unless we have a bloodhound or something. And we had a bloodhound, but Bleep liberated it! We could use the time machine to just go back and get our dancing boy bear before Bleep stole it. Or we could use our time machine to go back in time and kick Tom and Steve's dads in the nads so they're never born. And then we could fuck their mothers and replace them with our babies. And then we could return to our own time so we take no responsibility in raising them and they grow up as delinquents. No, Bleep aren't stupid. They stole our time machine as well to stop us doing that exact thing. My name's Jism. Jim's my brother. Shut up, Jism. You're not making a useful contribution to the uh, conversation. Who is Clutterbuck talking to? I, um, 
he told me something, but I didn't even try to understand. It was like TLDR, but TLDL. I must wrestle Steve until he cries like baby. Show me where silky voice charming everyman radio personality is hiding. Wait, so Steve walked by this house, our street, mm. past our rubbish bin, which the neighbourhood dog always pushes over. Yes. The rubbish bin that is full of rubbish from my room, that is full of the rubbish from Clutterbuck's room, that is full of the rubbish from Jim's old room, that's knocked over right now so its contents are spewed across both footpaths. Uh, so? That rubbish bin was full of a week's collected masturbatory tissues from me, Jim, and Clutterbuck. If Steve walked down this street, he must have stepped in a whole crumpled pile of them. To follow Steve, we just need one of those CSI sperm lights. He's left sperm footprints all the way to his destination. I knew being lonely and whacking off four times a day would help us solve a Scooby-Doo-like mystery eventually. Ooh, ooh, I have a sperm light. I use it to check my bed every night before I go to sleep in case one of you whacked off in there. Okay, but you you, you didn't check your bra drawer. No. Why, why would I... Oh, DM! <laughs> Never mind about that, Wilma. Let's let sex offence bygones be sex offence bygones. Grab the light, run out to the street, and we can track Steve back to his lair. Let me tear off my clothes so I am only in the wrestling speedos and cover myself in muscle oil. <laughs> now I am ready to face him. Now I am being ready to crush Steve from Bleep! Wait, I... I think I need new batteries for my sperm light. Oh no, hang on. These ones work. I just put them in the wrong way. <laughs> I always do that. Every time. I just don't know why. Oh, just Look, just give me a few seconds to put them in the right way. My name's Jism. What's your name? I'm Clutterbuck. What's your name? I'm Clutterbuck. Do you like me? Sure, I like you, Jism. What's your name? My name's Jism. No, it's not. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Bleep Dome on Bleep Island. Uh, that's right, Tom. Work's nearly complete. No, I would never have guessed if you hadn't suggested it. No, you're right. I've been looking at the codes and it's unbelievable. Yep, this dancing bear, it's the paradigm, just like you said, Tom. Hey, Tom, because I found and caught the dancing bear and because the dancing bear's the paradigm, can I... can I have a go at hosting the panel this week on Bleep? What's that? You think I'm nearly ready? Maybe... Two more years. Okay, okay, no, yes, Tom, you're right. Sorry, sir, yes, sir, no, I won't forget, sir. No, I promise not to look you in the eyes next time, sir. No, sorry, okay. <sighs> what a life. Oh, well, I'll just make do with making love to all 85 of the Bond girls here on Bleep Island. Oh, Steve, when are you going to pay attention to us? Hey, Ursula Andress. Steve, come back to bed. I will, Denise Richards, right after I finish this project. And I need to check security on the Bleep Dome. Bleepatron 5000, giant death robot, are you fully armed and charged? All systems normal, master. Great. Have the monkey dactyls been fed? I fed them. Ah, thanks, Honor Blackman. Now the machine has almost finished sequencing the dancing bear's DNA. Come to bed, Steve. Oh, Lana Wood. I can in a minute. We're all so horny for you, Steve. You're going to have to maintain an erection for a really long time if you want to please all 85 of us. <sighs> Who'd be me, eh? <laughs> Maud Adams, you always take bloody ages to come, so you're on first, okay? I want to get you out of the way. Yay! Oh, you're so lucky, Maud Adams. You're just jealous, Famke Jensen. It's all right for me. I kind of get off on watching Steve do Maud Adams. I can watch and have a wank. Ugh, you're, you're such a dirty bitch, Eunice Gason. The rest of us can just roll around naked on a giant bed and les a bit until Steve is ready for us, okay? Okay, Halle Berry. No, oh, no! The sperm footprints have led us to water. Alyosha cannot swim. I have no choice. There is only one option. I will have to drink whole ocean so we can walk across seafloor. No! Alyosha, wait! The footprints. They, they lead us to a pier. But the pier doesn't look very busy. Hey, fishing boat captain, what is this pier used for? What's out there? 
Well, say, there is only one island around these parts. They call it Bleep Island. Ain't no one goes there, though. They say it's cursed. Why is it called Bleep Island? Do people actually bleep there? Sometimes they do, yes. Sometimes they bleep. And do you know what bleep means in Spanish? I uh, know what. It means honk. Honk Island? That's even scarier. Um, can you take us out there, fishing boat captain? Uh, Clutterbuck will give you a hand job. Well... It's a cursed island, but I suppose I could for a hand job, yes. Uh, suppose I could. I'll only drop you near, though. I won't set foot on the place myself. Why'd you stop at a hand job, Wilma? Hot old fisherman like that? I'd gladly blown him. Shh, Clutterbuck. I needed a place to go in case we needed to haggle. Before we head out there, though, you might want to bring something with you. Let me find it. Here we are. A, a sword? Yes, it's a dangerous to go alone. Take this. Okay, everyone, up on the boat. We're going to Bleep Island. I will pick Island out of sea and throw it at Moon. Are we going to an island? Can someone else answer him? Answer who? Uh, yes, we're going to the island. What's the island's name? Bleep Island. What's your name? Clutterbuck. What's the island's name? Bleep Island. What's my name? Chisholm, Jim's retarded brother who only I can see. There are secrets where fairies don't live. Uh-huh. This is Coronemic, and I hate the role-playing hour because they're too lowbrow. For real comedy, look for my web series Starving. You may particularly enjoy the episode where David Faustino and I kill Gilbert Gottfried's retarded son. So I'm so fat now I can feel my tits wobble when I run? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just kind of bounce around. Um, how much longer to Bleep Island? Not much longer. The, the boat will get us there soon. Anyone have a towel I can wash my hands on? How much longer to the island? I just said, Jism. I can only hear you. I didn't w hear what question you were answering, so I had no context. Uh, who are you talking to? I hate waiting. I like smashing and pulverizing and crashing. Perhaps I can crush something on their way. Oh, a book of crossword puzzles. I will crush you living down! You know, I quite like being old. It's not bad. You know how when you're 12 or 13, you imagine what being 21 will be like? I feel now like I expected I would feel at 21. At 21, I was just getting drunk and stealing street signs, still being a kid. Now I feel content. I'm happy with where I am. I just like to stay cruising in my 30s forever and never get older. Oh, that's nice, DM. I think part of it is just being relaxed. No one over 26 is attractive anymore, right? Well, some with very good genes can stay attractive up until maybe 30 in the right light. And there are plenty of people over 30 another over 30 will have sex with, but no one is really genuinely attractive anymore. And I find that relaxing. A wall descended and cut me off from the sexual world. I'm just no longer a part of it. And it relaxes me. It's like being castrated. I think all my life I secretly wanted to be castrated. Sex causes so many problems, so much stress, takes up so much energy, and it can make you into a bad person. But with that taken away, everything's just easier. Imagine if you sought out sex like you did from ages 14 to 26 all the time, all your life. It would just be exhausting. But biology thinks I'm supposed to be raising kids by now. My genetic function is over. I'm not required to breed or appeal to the breeding instinct of others. It's just calmer. One day, I will not be old enough to crash. Being athlete, I have only very short window before I must retire. I am only in my prime for the time it takes a white Siberian tiger to fart. Once I must retire from the MMA, I think I will crush my own aging skull in my sagging biceps and end it all. And then I will have my gluteus maximus placed in Hermitage Museum in Leningrad. Uh don't you mean St. Petersburg? The duh, St. Petersburg, of course. Remember being 21? You worry so much about appealing to others. Do I look attractive enough? Am I wearing the right shirt? Do these clothes suit me? It's because in my case I had a little of something. I was a little bit attractive. Most people are at 21. And it's like having a little money, but not quite enough. You always want more. You're always thinking, if I could just get a little more money from somewhere, I could buy everything I want. I need to find more money. If I was just a little more attractive, I could get whoever I want. But if you suddenly have no money, buying all those things you wanted, it's just no longer an option. There is no point thinking about it. 
you're calmer. And after you're 26, that's what happens. You can't buy anything anyway. So all the other pleasures of life suddenly appear to you, and the world opens up. What's my name? Shut the fuck up. Not you, Jism. Your name's Jism. No, I will not shut the fuck up, Clutterbuck. <clears throat> Perhaps that's why I enjoy being in my early 30s so much. It's poignant. I know enough now to recognize that the little I have left at the moment just won't last. This little bit of hair, that won't last much longer. This belly, that's just going to sag more. These eyes, they're going to start going soon. This face, it's just going to get more wrinkly. I know just enough to really appreciate what I have left. It makes me like myself better. Is that paradoxical? Because I'm ugly, but I know I'm only going to get uglier. I like myself better for what I am now. Wilma, I am thinking of bottling and marketing my own mask. What do you think? The women, will they buy it? Uh, sure. Drip a little Alyosha mask on my pillow at night. I'd go to sleep feeling safer. Safer? I thought they would buy it because they wanted to be rampaged by warthogs. And sure, people kind of give up a little bit. That's not a bad thing. You can see all the little ways they do it when they're after 30. Belly dancing, that's one thing. Every woman over 30 on my Facebook wall must be taking up belly dancing now. Because they've given up. They know they're not attractive anymore and never will be, but they take up belly dancing to make themselves feel beautiful, and what's the harm in it? You know, they hurt no one. They only drag their long-term boyfriends along to watch it, and maybe it spices up their bored sex lives just a little. It's a last gasp. But I think that last gasp is a sign of them giving up inwardly, recognising that they can never go back. One last little cry for help. They're doing what they wish they had done when they were young and sexy, showing that they wished they'd appreciated what they had when they had it and didn't know. In my entire life, I've never seen one attractive belly dancer. And those ones always go to the medieval fairs, the hippies. Ugh, why do they have to do it in front of everybody? Who keeps letting them out? That shouldn't be allowed. Do you want some chips, Clutterbuck? Uh, sure. Oh, is that the hand you used to jerk off the old fishing boat, Captain? Oh, did you just put that in my chip packet? Um... Did you just touch all the other chips with your filthy hand? Can I have some more? Just keep the packet. My name's Jism. Men give up too, of course. Look at a photo of guys in full armour at medieval fairs. How many of them are under 30? Don't most have glasses, grey hair? That's partly because all that medieval stuff is super expensive and you need a really big disposable income to be able to afford it. Teens have a bit of a disposable income to spend on clothes and McDonald's and movies and music. Big marketing corporations rely on it. But that's nothing compared to the disposable incomes people can manage in later life. But men dressing in armour, it's... Fulfilling a childhood dream. It's wishing they were still strong. It's wishing they'd celebrated strength back when they still had it, before it went away forever. And that's harmless. They hurt no one. So, so what? <laughs> Belly dancing and medieval gear are embarrassing, but who cares? After 26, you stop caring so much if you get embarrassed. You have no attractiveness currency, so it doesn't matter if you lose what you don't have by embarrassing yourself. What other sad things do people do once they've given up on life, DM? Start community radio shows. That's another thing. They don't care if no one listens. They don't care if they're not funny. They're not embarrassed. Ah. So yeah, content. I'm enjoying life now. Life took a little away, and it was just enough for me to realize that all that extra I had before was just stressing me out. Now I'm like an old monk, and I like it. Are we nearly there yet? <gasps> Look, there is Bleep Island. I can see it. We've nearly found Steve's secret hideout. We can get our dancing bear back. We can't take you in much closer than this. And once I drop you off, you're on your own. I won't be back till nightfall. DM, we're supposed to meet the community radio people today. They might be cancelling our show. And if we don't meet them, they'll definitely cancel us. Oh, well. We just have to let that 20-sided die come to rest where it may. It's nearly time to disembark, guys, for Bleep Island. We have no ideas what sort of terrors await there. Even Alyosha may not be strong enough to fight off the horrors of bleep. This could be the last battle of our careers. Yes, tonight it could be the end, Clutterbuck. My name's Jism. We're going to fight our final battle with bleep. We might need listener help. Listeners, it is our darkest hour ahead. Our final crisis. Our fight with Bleep could be our last. What should we do? How should we prepare ourselves? What horrors do you think await us there? Tom and Steve, they know computers. They could have set up all sorts of high-tech security countermeasures. 
and we might not be strong enough to battle them, even with Alyosha on our side. What about our dancing bear? Oh, what should we do? Call in and tell us now on 83135000. Also, you can message us right now by writing on our Facebook page. Just look for The Role Playing Hour on Facebook. That's R-O-L-E. So, facebook.com slash The Role Playing Hour. You are listening to Wilma, Alyosha, Clutterbuck, the DM and Jism, Jim's brother that only Clutterbuck can see here on The Role Playing Hour on Radio Adelaide Digital Radio Online and 101.5 FM. We can be emailed during the week at theroleplayinghour at homemade.com. We're also putting every episode of The Role Playing Hour up slowly in chronological order on our WordPress press page. The address is theroleplayinghour.wordpress.com where you can find also links to a certain radio show called Bleep about retro gaming. So once we get destroyed you can listen to the victors. But right now, our murderers. But right now call in on 83135000 or write us a message on our Facebook page telling us how we should prepare for our final confrontation with Bleep the retro gaming show on Monday nights at midnight here on Radio Adelaide. We're going to their high-tech secret hideout island. We'll be back with you live after this musical break. My name is Freddie Williams II, and I hate the role-playing hour because they turned me into a juvenile delinquent. Just like putty in the hands of a boy like you. You're an old me. I'm a big booby. I just go nutty in the hands of a boy like you. Poor me, you played me for a sap. Poor you, you thought you'd laid a trap. Well, dear, I think it's time you knew You've done just what I wanted you to Silly old smoothie Crafty old softy I'll stick like putty to the hand of a boy like you Do you like music? Do you like live music? How about live local music beamed straight from their amps to your ear holes? From metal to pop, punk to rockabilly, acoustic, psychedelic, electro, hip hop, funk, folk, and everything else in between. Every Tuesday night from 7 pm on Radio Adelaide, local noise brings the best local acts live to air, straight to you. Pop quiz punters, what does the term Australian music mean to you? Well, right here every Saturday night, the team from Up Down Under sets about discovering, uncovering and bringing to you all flavours of Australian music. Tune in on digital, online or on 101.5 FM and take an independent look at what defines Aussie music right here every Saturday night from 11. Up Down Under, it's Radio Adelaide for Australian Music Show. Here we are. We're about to go to Bleep Island. Listeners, 83135000. Can we get your help? I can hear our funeral bells tolling. (laughs) In Lilliput, which must be the nearby island. Do we have anything on the Facebook wall to help us? Luckily, we have good reception out here. No, we don't have anything. We have a a couple of things, don't we? Jism. Jism. Yeah, we do. Ah, Jism. I can't understand Jism. So Jism will have to speak, and then Clutterbuck, you'll have to tell me what Jism says. (laughs) (laughs) Just pass me the goddamn Facebook. 
Um, all right. That's let, impressive. Let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's do this first question. Mm-hmm. Jeez, there are a lot let's of questions. Let's there crush it. Questions. I've got a headache. Uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan, lovely Jordan, mm-hmm. says, nice does river. the MMA wrestler ever eat borscht? Borscht. Hmm. Borscht. We talked about borscht in your first episode, didn't we? This is right. This is right. Amongst many other things, I eat anything classically or stereotypically rock. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I'd like to be baptized in Jordan. In Jordan. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the river. No, no, the guy. The guy. <laughs> um, also, also, what what is your favorite species of bee? Favorite species? Bumble. Bumble. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any. No, there's plenty of others. Spelling. European. <laughs> Uh, there we go, spelling and bumble. Uh, why is the sky blue? From Jess. Ah, well, uh, we have one science guy here who I believe can answer that. Uh, something about pixels. It's because it's Cause sad. <laughs> because you're, it's sad. you're omni. Uh, what do you? Omni capable. Of the uh, not doing this. No, I've done. I've studied for like nine hours today. I <laughs> just, can't. just go with sad. Sad. Yeah, the sky's sad. Uh, Jess also writes, "You're stranded in the middle of a desert." And can take only three things. What are they? Mm. Or three people. Three things. Three anything. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take a boat. I'd take... <laughs> <laughs> I'd take all three of you. Aww. Because then I'd have food to help me get out of the desert. <laughs> a boat. <laughs> a boat to the desert. That's amazing. It might rain. Ah, <laughs> uh, Chris... Uh, Pants Optional Anderson says, How come there are Christmas things out already, but no one's worried about the end of the world anymore? Yeah, no one's worried about the end of the world. Because Christmas wins all the time. Isn't the end of the world after Christmas? I have no idea. I thought no, it was actually before. like years ago because the calendar was uh, different. I'm not sure about the mind calendar. Oh, my God. Or it could end at any time. Anyone could be hit by a bus tomorrow, but you still got to plan for the future. What are you going to do? Uh, uh, Jordan says, I think you are funny. Also, Clutterbuck, what I agree. hand jobs? Sorry, I kind of. What hand jobs do you, you, you did do you used to give? I want to read. What hand jobs do you used to? So you used to give different hand jobs, yeah. did you, in the early days? <laughs> yeah. Well, you had to learn new technique. No. He started right-handed uh, until carpal tunnel made him uh, switch. <laughs> yes. Right. Now he's learning left. Um, the best way to defeat bleep would be to outsmart them. Uh, we can't do that. They know computers. Scathing and witty yeah, remarks. old computers. Mm-hmm, They're all old. They landed. The they land on the moon. Slow. They land on the moon with oh, even well. computers and, even uh, older than that. Wilma can read the last one from Jordan. Okay. Jordan LaForge. <laughs> no, no, no. Is Lily Cerna one of the 85 women on Bleep Island? Uh, well, unfortunately, Steve isn't here. With the eighty-five Bond women, Wikipedia. So uh, we we can't we can't answer that unless someone happens to know Wikipedia. Whether or not. anyway, Jason, hurry up. Did you know that if you subscribe <laughs> to Radio Adelaide, uh, we should still do this because even if they, maybe they won't cancel us if we mm. get a subscriber. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you could win an intensive or full year language course from the University of Adelaide, professional and continuing education valued at six hundred fifty dollars. You could learn Russian. And speak to Alyosha in his native tongue. Duh. Uh, it only costs $52 a year, a 26 concession to subscribe. You get a magazine sent out to you, become a part of the community. That's your first step towards getting training, towards using Radio Adelaide facilities. You could even get on the air yourself eventually. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so $52 a year, 26 concession to subscribe to style 83135000 during business hours and speak to the lovely young man at the front desk. Or go to the website and follow the links there to subscribe. Yes. Uh, so, and the with answer for the Bond woman question would be, now that we've had time to think about it, we Chism, don't Chism can't Wikipedia. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. It's because it's imaginary, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Well, okay, well, we better go on with the show because we've got a lot to get through our final battle. So uh, we thank you all for listening these many years. Now we go to face bleep. Goodbye. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hours so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core.
to Bleep's lair, we just walk into the cave shaped like the mouth. In the cliff here, just shaped like Steve's face. I thought the cliff looked like Tom's butt. I thought we were going to Tom's butthole. Steve's face. Tom butt? Uh, same thing. Are we on an island? Yes, Jism, we're on an island. What's the island's name? Jism, can you just be quiet? We really need to concentrate. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Jism, Jim's retarded brother who only I can see. So, you created a figment of your imagination who is mentally disabled, and you refer to him as the retarded brother? That's really offensive, Clutterbuck. Your subconscious mind discriminates against people. You should say Jim's mentally disabled brother, who only I can see, or even differently abled. Why do you even need to mention he's mentally disabled? Why couldn't he just be Jim's brother? Do you look at mentally disabled people and just think in your head, he's a retard? No, I, uh... You're so cruel, Clutterbuck. A cob is going to come and beat you up. What's a cob? Oh, it's the uh, collective noun for a group of retards. I'd like to join a cob. Well, guys, let's enter the secret base for our final confrontation with Bleep and perhaps the last battle of our lives. I feel so... Uh, I should have done more with my life. Uh, too late to worry about it now. Are you feeling insecure or depressed, Wilma? A little, Alyosha. Well, whenever my wife, Maria Shaparovova, Sharapova, is depressed, I crash her negative feelings with the awesome power and glistening sweatiness of my uplifting and supportive sentiments. I crush that depression until it cries like a little girl. Dur, dur, Wilma! Oh, I feel a little better. I should be fine anyway, because I'm wearing my Supergirl underpants. Oh, you have Supergirl underpants on? Me too! <laughs> <laughs> yes, for luck. Nothing bad ever happens to Supergirl. Let's go into the Buttmouth Cave, guys. What's this cave called? It's called the Buttmouth Cave, Jism. Why is it so dark and scary? Because it's a Buttmouth. Halt! Who goes there? I am Bleepatron 5000, the mighty death robot and defender of Bleep Island. Uh, we're just here for Tom's Bar Mitzvah. Intruders detected, intruders detected, destroy, destroy, release the monkey dactyls. Monkey dactyls! I will fight them all! (laughs) The monkey dactyls have given me a big wedgie! I want weakness! No, the death robot is treading on my skull! Initiate skull crush... Crushification must protect bleep. Wait, Wilma, didn't the old fishing boat captain give you a sword? Didn't he say it was dangerous to go alone and the sword would help us here on the island? Yes, but how? There's a giant death robot. What use is a sword against that? I wish we could ask the old uh, fishing boat captain how the sword can help, but he left us alone on this island. He won't be back till nightfall. (laughs) Yeah, Wilma, why don't you just call him on your mobile? Yeah, uh Good point. Kill, mutilate, fricassee. Here you go. Just here's the phone. Uh, hey, uh, fishing boat captain, you gave us this sword. Said we might need it on the island. What does it do? Does it have special powers, or...? No, that was so you could commit harakiri if things get too tough. You know, to avoid unnecessary suffering. Oh, so there's no other... No, that was it. Okay, thanks. Bye. What did he say? He, he's just a dick. Oh, we're all gonna die. What do we do? Follow your hook, letter book. What? <laughs> <laughs> So many monkey ducklings flying low to attack us! What's in your hook, Clutterbuck? Well, ducklings, obviously. Ducklings. Duck, everyone! 
What? Duck! <laughs> Clutterbuck, how did you know the death robot was about to pop a giant hidden anime-style sword out of its arm and swing it and try to kill us all? That sword just came from nowhere. I don't... I just knew. That sword killed all the low-flying monkey dactyls. Someone free me from being on the robot foot. If I am is free, I can to smash robot. Now there are no monkey dactyls to be distracting me. Um, um, uh, what should I do? Follow your heart, Clutterbuck. My heart? Again? But, but how? What's the name, Clutterbuck? What's the name of the thing in your heart? What's your heart's name? Well, in my heart there are, there are ducklings. I love ducklings. They're just so magical. There's something so strange and silly about them. I... Hey, giant death robot bleepatron 5000. Yes. Does a duckling have a bill? Yes. Why? It doesn't need to pay for anything. That's stupid. A group of ducklings crossing the road, they follow each other, right? Yes, I believe so. Well then, how do they cross the road? If they are following each other, wouldn't they be always going in circles? What? Hey, robots. I throw a duckling to make it fly, but ducklings can't fly. The duckling falls to the ground, right? Of course. First, he falls halfway to the ground. Do you agree? Yes, before reaching the ground, he must fall halfway. Then he falls halfway, uh, then he falls half the remaining distance. Yes, that makes sense. And then half of what's left. Yes. And then halfway again, and then halfway again, and then halfway again. Always halfway. How does it ever reach the ground? Well... But it reaches the ground, yes? But how is that possible? There should be always be halfway more to go. Does not compute. I have two ducklings. Duckling one and duckling two. Each duckling is hungrier than the other. Which duckling is the hungriest? Um... My pillow is full of duck down. What do they do with duck up? Does not compute. Does not compute. Stabilization systems failing. Feeling dizzy. Must get my bearings. I am free! You can be taking this now, robot! You did it, Clutterbuck! Quick, let's run to the Beep Bleep core! W- where's Jism? Jism's gone. Oh, Brit Eklund, that tickles. <laughs> Where is this Steve from Bleep? I will crush him! No, wait! I will pulverize his solar praxis! Now leave me alone! There you are! Let me grapple you! Ah! No, please! I will wrestle you till you pass out! I will crush you in my thighs! No, not so close to your crotch! I will squeeze you so hard you can be wet nurse to a vampire! Cause you will be bleeding from your nipples! Ah! I don't want to be a wet nurse for a vampire! Wait, 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 Alyosha, wait. Before we kill him, we need to find out where our dancing bear is. Let him go just for a moment. Uh, very well. Uh, thank you. Steve, where is our dancing bear? And what are all these Bond girls doing here? Well, the computer should have just finished sequencing the dancing bear's DNA. Oh my. Look, it has. Oh my. The secret. It's there. What? DM, I long suspected that hidden in the dancing bear's DNA was a mutation, a subtle change that hid within it a code, a bit like the binary code you see in computers, if you will, but a quaternary code using the symbols GCTA, and in this code is concealed an equation. It is the secret of the universe, usually hidden, that we get glimpses of in pi and other irrational numbers. It's the secret that is always there, creating life, holding the universe together, and it is revealed in this bear's perfect and unique genetic code. It is the Philosopher's Stone, the life equation, and I have seen it. I understand it. Maybe that's why Tom and Steve have been sifting through retro video games. They've been looking for evidence of the life equation left accidentally and unconsciously by video game programmers. A life equation, it would be hidden in everything invisible, but sometimes unconsciously all living organisms would reveal it. Like when I type, I always write T-E-H instead of T-H-E. Is that something to do with the life equation? Trying to reveal itself, trying to show the fundamental meaning of the universe hidden as it is in everything around me? Yes, it could be. 
But I thought Steve stole the bear because he loved animals. No, you have it all backwards, DM. The Animal Liberation Front was just a front. I just needed the bear. Everything else was just misdirection. What's happening? Why is Steve being surrounded by glowing energy? It's the life equation. It's because he's seen it. He's glimpsed into what no human being was ever meant to see and understand. Yes, I have seen it. And now I am God. God? I will smash God! You would like to, Alyosha, but unfortunately, when the atoms coalesced to create you at the moment of your birth, atoms that were themselves formed at the beginning of time, billions of years ago, this universe unique combination created one fatal flaw, a weak appendix, which has chosen to burst right now. Ugh, my appendix! Someone be calling number on my medical art bracelet! So, the life equation, the equation that forms us all, the mathematical constant underlying the universe, Steve has seen it, and now he has control over it. Yes, now I can manipulate reality itself. I peer through this dimension and into others. My vision reaches beyond time. Please, don't kill us. <laughs> Why would I kill you? I bear you no malice. I am larger than petty concerns now. Oh, uh, maybe we'll just leave then. Wait, you cannot leave. Uh, there are things I must do. I see it now. I see beyond time and space. I see I was always destined to discover the life equation because the life equation has always been found. <laughs> I thought Tom from Blame made you look for it. Yes, Brett, thank you. Tom did. But I understand now. Tom was simply a product of my imagination. I dreamt him up. Dreamt him up? Not real, but how I've met Tom. How could you have dreamt him up? Because I choose to dream him up now, and I place him in the past. I manipulate reality to create his birth, because I imagine doing so in this moment and forever. I choose to do this so that he will lead me to the life equation, which must be discovered. And you were all meant to be here to see this moment, because it has always been the way. Well, then... Why did you try to kill us? I simply had to slow you down to allow the exact amount of time needed for the computer to sequence the bear's DNA. And I did slow you down. Clutterbuck, you tripped over the curb. That was me. That was the life equation peeping through. Wilma, you put the batteries in the wrong way in your sperm light. That slowed you down a few moments. You always find yourself putting the batteries in the wrong way. That is the life equation peeping through the secret mathematical rhythm of the universe. I do that now, and it has always been. DM, you said a line wrong. You said, look, there's Blipe Isle. Bleah, bleep Island. That was a life equation peeping through. Your death robots could have killed us. No, they just slowed you down just enough. I made sure you were safe. You mean? Yes. Jim's retarded brother, Jism. That was me. I put him in your head. And ducklings, I implanted that obsession in your head right now at the beginning of time so that you will know to save your friends and beat the robot with paradoxes. All my life, I've thought of ducklings because of you. But Jim's dead. Why would Jim have to die? Why did Jim have to be killed by the radio station mafia? Wasn't that too much? Oh, Jim died because of the radio station mafia? I thought Jim died of shame because of Julia Gillard's carbon tax policies. No, Jim died because of the radio station mafia. They shot him in the face. Very well. And now I have always known this. I bring him back! What the life equation takes away, the life equation brings back and transforms ever in balance. Hey, guys. Jim! Hey, and while you're at it, can you change reality to... Get the clap molecules off my Johnson. Sure thing, Jim. The clap molecules now were never there. And I will make it so you never had sex with Clutterbuck. Score. And all the times the whole cast of the role-playing hour has died or had continuity errors, I will fix those. That was just a part of the life equation. Reaching forwards and backwards in time, revealing itself in code. Oh, wow. Hey, cool. Oh, could you fix it so I'm not going bald? <laughs> No, I'm sorry, DM. There is too much of a black hole of failure around you. Not even the life equation can intervene. Oh, well, 
Thanks for trying. Do not worry about the cancellation of your show. The Radio Adelaide manager, I bring him back to life. He is free to waste subscriber money in Thailand again. And balance returns to the universe. And now, I will retrospectively create all those Bond chicks for me to bone. And I will create this island. There. My work is done. It is time for me to return to bleep. But how can you return to bleep? Won't Tom know you're a god who created him? I shall remain a god, yes, now and forever. But I shall be unassuming. None shall suspect. I shall not be a wrathful god. I will let jokes about my face and Tom's butthole and the mouth butt remain on the surface of this quantum membrane you call reality. Just so that no one suspects. And because I am above such petty human silliness as now. And I shall continue to be awesome forever. So, Steve's a god. I'm alive. I don't have the clap. Great. Let's go home. Uh... What about our mascot? We can't have the dancing bear as a mascot if it has the mathematical secret of the universe hiding in its DNA. I'll feel awkward around him. Hey, wait. We already have the best mascot role-playing hour could ever have. He's a member of the junior role-playing hour, Kateers. You mean... Yes, Robert Mugabe! Hello, kids. I am Robert Mugabe. I am your new mascot. Our show must continue to strike fear into the heart of the white man, our real enemy! Yay! One more thing. I will reset. I will reset this reality in some more fundamental ways. I will change some of you forever. What? Wait! And the world will get to know you all next week. But before that, tune in to Bleep Monday nights at midnight. Your god, Steve commands it. And my appendix... Britt Eklund is a qualified abdominal surgeon. She can perform appendectomies with a plum. She will prep you for the knife. Ah, uh, spasibo, God.